Perhaps it's fitting that I'm teaching a lesson on prayer tonight in our devotion time. Prayer's hard. Sometimes it's harder. And sometimes it's really hard. Now there are times that it's easy. And we're working on finding and learning that in these days that we're together as well. We want to begin with prayer tonight. But I want to read something to you that I had wrote down in my my prayer journal, my study journal, whatever you want to call it. And by the way, there'll be lots of instructive pieces throughout these services. So those that were here this morning got a little bit of a sense of that. But we will, uh, I will be walking you through ideas and intentions for your life and your, your discipleship. And so let me say, one of those ideas that I want to continue to encourage is having your own prayer journal, your study journal. Now, this thing does you no good if you can't find it. And I'm going to be honest with you. It doesn't do you very much good if it's not with you all the time. And uh, I, I was just over there right about 60 seconds before time to come up. Uh, I'm asking the Lord, Jesus, do you have something for me? <laughs> I need something. And I was... The response was silence, which I decided to not be frustrated with and, and wait. And then I remembered that I had wrote this down. It's a quote by Oswald Chambers. And I want to read it before we pray. Consecration means the continual separating of myself to one particular thing. We cannot consecrate once and for all. Now let me read that one more time. Consecration means the continual separating of myself to one particular thing. We cannot consecrate once and for all. What's your point, preacher? Well, as we open in prayer tonight before we do this prayer devotion, we need to consecrate ourselves to the Lord. We need to consecrate this hour to the Lord. We need to consecrate our minds and our hearts, our bodies, our spirit, our demeanor. Everything has to be brought back. And here's the thing. Did we not do that this morning? We sure did. And we must do it again. And we must do it again. And we must do it again. I think it was last night that I said to you that uh, we're, we're going to have to direct our heart back to God as often as the disruptions come. And so there is always learning, always learning. Have I said that every service? There are no masters here, only beginners. And every one of us come tonight to begin to learn more of what God has for us. So let's pray this evening, and then we'll open our Bibles. Father, Lord, we need this tonight. We've needed this time of just sitting in your sanctuary. Truly, Lord, that is an essential to our life. I was, Lord, reading something I wrote, and, and again, in the same page, I made note of the psalmist who wrote Psalm 73, who was nearly giving up. He was envious at the foolish. He was desperate about life situation until he went into the sanctuary of God. And Lord, I believe that you have invited us into your sanctuary tonight. 
not so much this room, although we have consecrated this room to you. But I believe you invite us into the sanctuary of yourself. Truly, you are our hiding place. And we look for that tonight, and we need that tonight. I pray, Lord, that right now, uh, once again, I want to pray, I want to say it, I want to repeat it, God, that I give you my heart and my mind. God, I bring a vessel to you that frankly is not empty. But I ask you, Lord, to empty me. I want to be empty of myself so that I can be filled with you. And I pray that for each one here tonight. There will be others that come maybe at seven, and and I want to pray for them. When they come in, that they will receive the same thing. This is my desire and my prayer tonight, Lord, that you would do this. Father, I believe that we are in your will to the best of my knowledge. So, Lord, give us what our hearts need. Help us to truly draw nigh to you in these days and to learn the truths that are so necessary to our, our, our soul and to our walk God, may we be delivered from the evil way that we can walk in the path of righteousness and behold your beauty. And this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, uh, we had a wonderful morning this morning. I know not all of you could be here with us. I, I encourage you, if you have the opportunity tomorrow morning to come, then, then come and do that. Brother Charlie will be teaching on fasting. And Brother Van Horn will be teaching on meditation tomorrow. All right. No, it'll, we'll, we'll keep it like it's planned. Brother uh, Charlie will be preaching on meditation. Brother Van Horn will be teaching a second session on fasting tomorrow. But it has fallen upon me, and, and delightfully so, to use the devotion time of prayer meeting to, to speak to you in the evenings about prayer. And tonight I want to speak to you on a, the subject uh, that I think is the most essential spiritual discipline. And there's reasons that I, I, I think that say that and perhaps come out tonight. But I want to give you a truth that I believe is so simple and yet so powerful that it will absolutely revolutionize your prayer life. Oh, the big sales pitch finally comes. Preacher's got a series of five videos and a study guide and a book he wants us to buy. Not at all. But I really believe that tonight if we can get this, it will revolutionize our prayer life. It's so simple, I'm going to do my best not to complicate it, which is the great task. Here's a question. How do we get from prayer being something I need to do, something I should do? I need to pray. I really ought to pray. I should pray more. I need to pray more. Why don't I pray more? How do we get from that to I pray? I'm a praying person. And, 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 and frankly, how do we get to, let's not cut it short, how do we get to, I'm a person who prays always. I'm a person who prays without ceasing. Because we're told in Scripture that that's what we ought to do. How do I get to that place? Um, I believe we have to start at the beginning with this question. What is the purpose of prayer? What is the purpose of prayer? You'll go no further until you get this down. And this is the thing that will revolutionize your prayer life. It really will. It'll throw off a lot of the shackles. It'll unburden you when it's time to pray. 
And, and we can't cover it all tonight, but I, I'm just going to explore it in the time that I have. But I've wondered to myself, myself mostly, which of the spiritual disciplines do, do most or does the average Christian struggle with the most? Now, the ones we're talking about this week are holiness in living. We're talking about prayer. We're talking about fasting. We're talking about meditation. We're talking about worship. Which of these spiritual disciplines do, do the average Christians struggle with the most? And I'm going to make the case, and, and I have no facts, no statistics, nothing but a hunch. I'm going to suggest it's prayer. Now, you might say, well, preacher, no, I, I think it's probably fasting out of that list. But here's what I think about fasting. It's just something that we just don't do. We just dismiss it. So we're not really struggling with it. We just kind of leave it off. And we hope to change that this week. You know, we want to change that. We want to really learn something about practical fasting that we can bring into our life. But the reason I say prayer is because of two reasons, I think. Number one, we know we need to do it. We know we need to pray. There's no gray area there. I can't sit down across the table and say, yeah, I know prayer's mentioned in the Bible. And I know they did it a lot in the Old Testament. And I know Paul t mentions it a few times. But, I mean, really... You know, God's kind of got this thing under... No, we know there's no disputing that. We know we need to pray. And here's the, here's the even more important truth. Deep down, we want to. Our heart craves God. We long for God. Our heart, our soul desires to commune with God. So I think that's the first thing that I would add. But then I would say, secondly, it just... What makes it so hard is it just seems unproductive. We're just kind of, kind of calling it out tonight. Man, sometimes prayer just seems so unproductive. Or maybe we say, hey, it just seems so much like work. And I don't see it getting anywhere. So prayer becomes hard. I mean, let me ask you a question tonight. How hard was it this evening? How hard was it this evening? Now, you came, you were here for prayer meeting, but seriously, how hard was it? There was noise. There was movement. There was distraction. There were things going on for 30 minutes inside this room tonight. And I'll grant you, it's easier when it's you in your prayer closet, and I think that's why he commands us to do that. But it's just hard for a lot of reasons sometimes. Which are you more like? Hebrews 4, 16, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. We can obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. It's prayer time. I'm going boldly to the throne. Or are you more like A.J. Gossip, a reader, uh, a writer and theologian from the early part of the 20th century, he said, we can do nothing, we say sometimes, we can only pray. That, we feel, is a terribly precarious second best. So long as we can fuss and work and rush about, so long as we can lend a hand, we have some hope. But if we have to fall back upon God, Ah, he says, then things must be critical indeed. Oh, but that is so true, isn't it? It's just honest. Prayer just kind of gets to that place like, you know, we go, 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 do, 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 got it, got it, got it, got it, and then we're going to pray because it's just not working out. So we have to be honest about our prayer. Prayer can be difficult, frustrating, it can feel fruitless if we approach prayer the wrong way. You may wonder sometimes even, why do I need to ask God to do what he's already going to do? Have you ever, you don't have to raise your hand, but have you ever had a thought like that? Like, because you know, you hear this all the time. And just, just keep praying, just stay in there, brother. Pray, pray, pray. 
Don't quit. And you get to the point, you think, you know, well, God knows already what he's going to do. I mean, why do I need to keep praying about it? Or maybe you, you ask yourself this question, why should I tell God what he already knows? I mean, why, what's the point? Or we get to that place, we say, you know, I try to pray, but <laughs> preach, I just be honest with you, I feel like I'm the Pharisee Jesus was talking about. I just feel like I'm just repeating stuff to God over and over again, and it goes nowhere, and I'm kind of just like falling over, drooling on myself. I just can't stay focused. We all understand a little bit about those things. So let's work on the answer now for a few moments. Let's work out the answer. What about the purpose of prayer? Well, friends, prayer is not about informing God. Oh, let's let that shackle and burden fall off a minute. Man, praise the Lord. You mean prayer is not about me going in and, and and, and updating God and giving him a report on what's happening? Boy, aren't you so thankful God knows more about it than you do? Aren't you thankful he knows the beginning from the end? And his intent in prayer was never that you just come tell him about everything that's happening. Now, I will say this, he doesn't mind you sharing with him what's happening. But the purpose of prayer is not to inform God. The purpose of prayer is neither to, uh, I lost what I was ready to say, instruct God. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not about instructing God. You know, Lord... In this situation, this desperate time, you really need my influence, wisdom, and insight here. So I'm going to help you out, Lord. I'm going to tell you really what, you know. It's really not about giving God instructions. And and, and let's even use a different word. It's not about giving God my my order. I mean, you know, prayer's not about like going down to the local restaurant and giving the waiter what you want. That's not what God intended in prayer. So let that shackle fall off. Prayer's not about impressing God. God really isn't that impressed with, I mean, let's be honest about it. When did our children impress us the most? When they could barely talk. When they were just stringing a few words together, but we loved that they were trying. It, and it, it brought our heart to life to hear that effort. And then they get to where they just won't stop and they, they, they just, they talk too much. And, you know, prayer's not about impressing God. Take that shackle off. So what is it then about? We pray for the purpose of integrating with God. Prayer is about uniting our heart to the Father. That's the whole purpose of prayer. It is to unite my heart to the Lord Jesus. It is to unite my heart to the Holy Spirit. This morning we introduced the theme for the day, which is singularity. Coming to that place of union with God. Moving from the many things to the one thing. Well, this translates into our prayer life. If I go out on my front porch on a morning and I spend 30 minutes, 45 minutes, if I spend an hour there, the measure of success is not, success rather I should say, is not measured by the number of words I speak. The number of items on the prayer list I covered. Success in that time will be measured by how much my heart connected with God. How much of the presence of God that I was able to enter into. What did he say? Let us come boldly unto the throne. Prayer is God's invitation to us to enter into his presence and spend some time there. Even if no words are exchanged. 
What a wonderful thing because you see how that takes the burden off of your prayer life? You don't have to get into the place of prayer. You don't even have to have a list. And you don't have to come up with a good way to, a good intro. Okay, now, I gotta, I just, I'm, I gotta meet with God. What's the right way to start? I mean, there are good ways to start. There's practical ways to pray and things like that. And we'll talk about that in, in, over the next couple of days. But it's not, ultimately, it's just about you getting with God. So relieving. Now, uh, Oswald Chambers agreed with this. He said, the idea of prayer is not in order to get answers from God. Prayer is perfect and complete oneness with God. That's that integritas we were talking about this morning. And I think about it, I read that and I say, wow, we're talking about moments of time. Moments of time. Hey, brother, it don't matter if it's a, a minute, five minutes, an hour, 30 seconds. We're talking about moments of time where my heart is in tune with the creator of the universe. I, I did it on the way over here tonight. I remember where I was when that thought came to me. And it, it caused my heart to rejoice. I was about to cross the train tracks over on Colony. Which is a good time to have your heart in tune with God, by the way, come to think of it. But that's what it's about. Moments in time when I am in tune with the creator of the universe. I believe that much of our failure in prayer is simply because many of us, we just don't know how to pray. And that right there answers so much of it. If I understand that prayer is just simply about my heart being united with God. It's about union with God. Now, it's not surprising that we have struggles with prayer. Let's remember that the disciples did also. Luke chapter 11 and verse number 1, it came to pass that as he was praying, Jesus, in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. There was something about the prayer life of Jesus that, that had these disciples' attention. They, they knew there was more. They were seeing more. They were hearing more. There was an experience of prayer when Jesus prayed. It wasn't what they were used to seeing and hearing in the temple and the synagogue. There was something about a relationship happening here between Jesus and the Father. And they said, Lord, teach us to pray. And, and I just want to show you, and, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll wrap up here. I want to show you um, essentially what Jesus tells them, how it connects with this idea of the purpose of prayer. It's union with God. Now watch this. He said unto them in verse 2 of chapter 11, and you can just listen if you're not looking at it. He says, when ye pray, say. Here it comes now. When ye pray, say. Our Father who art in heaven. I don't know, there's just something about just saying that right now that just felt so real to me. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And I tell you, the first thing Jesus told us to do when we pray is to reverence God. That's it. Now, now there's a lot of things we could say about that, but I want you to catch how he says it. Our Father, <laughs> who art in heaven. There is a, there is, it begins with a relationship. Our Father, who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. That's holiness. Jesus said your first concern of prayer is you're, you're, you're uniting with the holiness of the Father. 
You are entering into the presence of the Holy One, the Holy God. <laughs> and I got to say this. You've got to be patient. I'm so glad to sense the Lord coming, coming up here and helping me behind this pulpit. But I got to tell you, it took some patience. And some days are like that. But he will meet you there. One of the biggest fallacies of our thing of praying is we just rush into it because number one, we didn't allow time. We didn't allow time. We hit the snooze button four, five, six, or thirteen more times. And now all we can do is get up, throw some clothes on, and get out the door. We didn't allow time. And we've robbed ourselves of this most important union with God. Notice. And and let me just say something practical there. When you go to your place of prayer, my time's up, Brother Charlie. Uh, But, you know, we don't need a break anyway. When When you go to your place of prayer, don't be afraid to sit there in silence. I'm out of time. Maybe I'll just stop there. You know, I was all I was going to read was verse two, by the way, in case you're wondering. I have no interest in verse three of that prayer yet. You know that part about give us this day our daily bread? Because that ain't the purpose. Oh, yes, we get to ask God for things. He invites us to ask. He wants us to look to him. He wants us to cast our care on him. He wants us to seek our bread from him. But before you get to give, it's all about union. Just becoming one in that moment. Father, I bow even now. I don't know, Lord, of anything that I teach on or preach on that I feel like that I'm not just talking about it, Lord, but I get to do it while I'm talking about it. And it's so good to be in your presence tonight. We have tried by our ability to consecrate ourselves to you. For the scripture says that we're to fix our heart. Our heart is fixed on you, God. And we fix our heart on you. And then we look to you to direct our heart into your love. God burned this thought into our mind on prayer tonight. If we learn nothing else on prayer, may we remember the purpose of prayer is union with you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus, you taught us to pray in the garden. You said, Father, if it be thy will, let this pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Oh, God, help us to learn that kind of praying. It is so simple, but it can be so difficult. But we desire it tonight, Lord. And help us to walk in that, to learn to not just start the day there, but to spend the day there 
Lord, that's the desire we have tonight. And I, I ask that you would be with us as we transition now. The service begins momentarily. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.